special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. Everybody, it's time for the AltaCast. I am joined here by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Good morning. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. We've been having our weeks on and off, and uh, haven't seen each other, and things have been crazy. That's been very a rarity this year. So yeah. I'm not going to end this year on that. <laughs> well, we're here on the AltaCast. Oh yeah, next week is like I'm. I I don't think I'm going to make it back. I'm going with um, Jonathan to LA to, to be with his family oh, for Christmas family. yeah and so um, we're coming back on Wednesday because I actually work Wednesday night oh. at Bender's but we're, so we're driving back but I don't think we'll make it by noon but you're welcome to do one of these if you want you I will be it. celebrating Boxing Day oh that's right yeah because you know my boyfriend's British yeah he's a British he's the British and shit absolutely um, well I have uh, a, a a holiday gift for you. Hold on, let me oh. scroll back. Oh no! Oh! Yeah. It's a- oh no! She bought me a present. No, I don't buy things. No, I do this like Laura Ingle Wilder style. I like. Uh, she, you gave me something. Yeah. So oh. what I do every year is I try to Laura Ingalls Wilder some stuff. Uh, I made coal for everybody. It's um, <laughs> it's chocolate covered caramel corn and popcorn and I candied my own there's pecans and there's candied um, almonds and there's craisins and then there's potstachios so whenever you you can pick through it's hard so you know what pistachios look like they're the little oval things so those are where the where the weed is is in the potstachios and so I made bags of coal because I have too many people to have gifts for and what am I going to do so I I put together I, you know, treats. Stuff. treats. I might just eat one right now. Yeah. Which one should I have? It's, it's all like it, it looks, it's just like chocolate covered popcorn. So it looks wow. like coal, right? It looks it like a little bag of Is coal. it clean coal? <laughs> Is it, I don't know. I don't know. Frack. It's fracking. It's fracking. It's been fracked. I'm going to eat one right now. Thank yeah. you, pal. Oh, you're welcome. Thank so you. So you have to tell me, mm, you have to tell me what you, um, what you think of it. It's chocolate covered mm-hmm. corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so there's all the. It's gonna be crunchy and chocolatey go and everything, and you and I figured everybody would want to eat that for I'm holiday time. Too. Yeah, and because how do you like? Also, mm. I don't really know all his family members' names or anything, so it's like I could. So I made some sober coal, and I made so the XXX coal is the pot coal, and the sober coal just says coal on it. And I think that I'm being cheeky. I'm like, ha, 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 I'm so cheeky. Sober coal. Sober coal and coal coal. Uh, so what is happening today? We can call the president and tell him that he's a pile of dog shit. What's going on? Okay. I said something. So no. Um, yeah. So I, I got the article. So yesterday I found out. Um, well, 
this is a great early Christmas present. So basically what you can do is call this 1-800 number to thank our so-called president for a wonderful job he's doing. Is this some narcissistic dictator shit or what? I mean, how needy are you? You're so thirsty. So basically he wants people to call and it's basically a way for him to start campaigning for 2020. Mm, already, huh? Uh, already. Oh. So yeah, so um, it, it, it's some weird shit. So basically you call I called five times and I cursed him say? out. Well, the first time I called... Do you leave your name? They've got your number now. Are you calling from your cell phone? Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. They already have my number. I'm, I'm, I'm attached right. to... They texted you. They text you. Well, exactly. And social me. media. So uh, my shit's already been sold. If you're a Facebook member, for, for, forget about it. They have it already. Yeah, exactly. They know, they know exactly where I am all the time. Um. So basically, yeah, I called five times. First time I called, I was uh, speaking Spanish. And so I cursed him out in Espanol. Did you say thank for the wall? I no did wall. not. I just said that he was a pendejo and no habla ingles. Um, so then the second time I called, I just said, I just wanted to give you a great shout out to a great fuck you. <laughs> what a hell of a couple years it's been. And then the other time I said, fuck you. The other time I said, fuck you. And the other time I said, your dad really must not loved you. Oh. Fuck you. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah, there's a lot of fuck yous involved instead of thank yous. Mm. Like who, do you, okay, that's so weird. Do you need praise all the time? Like, Well, call I mean, Pam. I like it. I know, but I, it's I like, like getting praise. hey, Pam, email Pam and thank her for the space all the time. That would, that wouldn't make sense. But I mean, he, I. What? What does he think he's gonna get? He re- I mean, I guess he's gonna get. He set himself up from some prank calls. Both sides. I'm. I don't <laughs> oh, and, know, man. And then they're asking for donations. And he, so here's the thing. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's another because his foundation just got shut down yesterday. He had so, a foundation. Yeah, the Trump Foundation. Yeah, mm. basically he was a way of laundering money, laundering money, and mm. using charity because he's the charity. Right. So, Ugh. so basically, um, it Which doesn't give you. Don't have to pay taxes. It only gives you like ten to twenty seconds to say anything on the hotline. Ooh. So you can't even finish anything until it clicks off, and then goes straight forward to like making donations. Oh and my shit. god, that's crazy! And I'm like, y'all are so. Th- Damn, ten y'all so seconds. thirsty. So it's like I could say, um, "Suck on my nutsack, you misogynistic fuckbag." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's that's not even 10 seconds. That was like 5 seconds. Not oh. even. Or Merry Christmas. My early Christmas present would be you in handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and that's something else. I think that was the fifth thing that I said like I would love to see your ass go and go down in handcuffs. I'm so. just afraid. I I'm afraid to call because now that they've got a list and they're going to come after us and they're going to be like you person who doesn't believe in the monarchy i mean that that was a thing right like back in the day when they were kings if you yeah. said something against the king they'd just kill you yeah right? they, yeah they kill is you is that how they is that how that works or a dictatorship or a dictatorship if you said anything bad against saddam hussein like you'd be taken away in the night yeah but mm. i mean i'm sure the i'm sure the lines are tapped <laughs> with and also filled with a bunch of people doing the same shit that i did 
Like, I mean, mm. I mean, it, it's such a stupid thing to put out there. Like, you know, because the majority of the country does not like him. Well, no, it's I'm telling you, it's the polarization. It's exactly what happened. What we saw last month with the polls and the 50 50 and the reds and the blues and that it is we are polarized. We are a bipolar nation. <laughs> it is weird. And it's unfortunate because, you know, we're supposed to be based on a melting pot of multiple cultures and mul- all this multiplicity. And the bummer is that we've polarized ourselves into two camps instead of having multiple camps with multiple thought processes with, I mean, socialism coming to the forefront. I know that that's scary for people. and It's already here. I, well, I came. That's the thing is like I have embraced socialism and I came from a very wealthy background. So it's possible to it's possible to have a heart and money at the same time. <laughs> Take care of your brother and everyone. I mean, I understand that I I couldn't live my bizarre little socialist lifestyle in San Francisco without capitalism. Like that's the way it works. There's there's got to be a compassionate capitalism that exists and I think that San Francisco is at the forefront of this idea of compassionate capitalism with the with with the tax that will never be enforced because all the people with money are going to keep it in litigation for years and years and years. <laughs> but the over 50 million dollar taxing of large corporations who are using our city and then creating affordable housing and oh I don't know bathrooms for people and and safe housing and and mental health and and using there's compassionate capitalism hey and Salesforce is on board that's the one CEO yeah, that's, the one that's CEO like that we talked like, about yeah, yeah bring it up great I'm making tons of, we're all making money let's all make but and, we have to take care of everybody and we have to have compassionate capitalism and I think that that's the new tag word you would you would think but you know oh and also on this hotline what they talked about going to you know capitalism um one of the things that you had to praise him on it um you know his great job was how the economy is doing oh, so right. well how and how tax breaks or whatever yeah exactly and how minorities have you set the lowest unemployment for minorities in decades which that's under obama that is not his doing and plus it takes a couple years for ripples to have effects from legislation like legislation happens but then it doesn't automatically just change everything it takes time for that legislation to go into action and so it does take a couple years and this is a ripple effect from what obama did and yet he gets to take credit it's the same thing when you're after a shitty president and everyone goes well Obama really fucked up and it's like well he inherited, inherited what Bush shit. did and but like Clinton took us from zero he took us from huge deficit to zero we had no we had a surplus it was the first time in years and then but that disappeared under Bush the, but the ripples keep going so then you're like well was it the Republicans actions that put that into play or was it the Demo- like who this is, when is ba- responsible for what this is when basic civics comes into action right. yeah yeah but I mean the thing it, it's it's the, the there's the wage gap oh huge wage and gap. so and that's the thing you know yes maybe I, I don't think the unemployment rate is I mean I think it is low but it doesn't matter when you're not getting paid shit yeah, it doesn't matter when right, you're working yeah. two, three jobs. Sure. You know, when you do have teachers who have to moonlight as Uber drivers. I mean, that's 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 an issue. Well, it's the same argument that I bring up all the time, and especially in this city where the rents are just exorbitant. But 
I can either make over 42 or under 16 and my lifestyle is exactly the same. Anything in between 16 and 42 just makes my life harder. Like <laughs> it really does. Like if, cause what I'm going to have, how many jobs am I going to work? And, and then all of a sudden if I work too many jobs, well now I don't get Medi-Cal anymore. And if I don't get Medi-Cal, I have to pay for my insurance. Oh my God. So now I have to have a whole job just to pay for my insurance. I mean, that's insane. Some pe- people pay over a thousand dollars a month for insurance. That's crazy. Even $300. A month. Like it makes no sense to me that you have to work harder in order to be it, and not that I'm not working hard like I work tons and tons of hours here at Mutiny Radio and it just happens to be my own business and I don't pay myself enough because the money it, da, 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 whatever but I would rather be a poor artist than a fucking slave to the economy I mean I can't imagine having to work harder than I work right now like <laughs> if I just and there are people that have, and I get it, you work three, you work two jobs, two minimum wage jobs. And yeah, minimum wage is $15. Here. Here. And that's great. But, you know, when your rent, when when my rent is just over 1000 and that's a steal, that's the thing that's crazy is that my rent's a steal. Anyone else? No. How does anyone else live in this city? I, Barely. I, it's It's insane to me. It's What's how the disparate disparity between the haves and the have-nots? But as a compassionate capitalist, I I thank I thank the compassionate capitalists here in San Francisco because you know one of my jobs there's a, a lady who she has to pick up her kids from school, but she doesn't have time, so I pick up her kids, and it's worth her paying me because her job makes so much money. But then it also helps me so much because I'm like have this weird job and you get to pick her and pick them up yeah and it's this weird job like one day I mean that's some grocery money yeah exactly putting it together anyways trying to put this shit together well it's there you go I don't know why my lens is so yeah it's all messy today yeah their lenses it's pretty it makes my wrinkles go away (laughs) can't see them it's like the Vaseline on the on the lens. Somebody just said that. Yeah, and I'm like, really? Like, That's how the they hell? used to soften it is the Vaseline, Vaseline on, the on the lens. Yeah. I'm going to try to dust this off. Watch with some saliva. If there's, eh. there's a new, um, there's a new little stand around here somewhere that, but it's a screw in that you screw the bottom of your phone into it. It's a stand that you can stand up. I brought it from home. Aww. I don't, I don't know where it is though. I don't, I don't know. know why this lens looks like this. Yeah, no, it's it's very sexy. It could be. Is that the? Uh, that's the camera. It's because of the plastic stuff. Hello, look at that. Is it the plastic stuff? I think so. Oh God damn it. Yeah, here we are on the Altcast MutinyRadio.fm. I actually have no idea what's going on in the world news-wise. That's safe. Yeah, I just haven't been paying attention. I've been sitting at home making coal. Coal. And uh, yeah. And oh, and I'm also making Christmas cards from old flyers. Um, That's smart. Yeah, I'm cutting out, but there's a white side to a flyer I have, and I'm cutting them into little 3D doves that I'm gonna put on. I'm gonna put on. Uh, what are they called? You know, I'm gonna uh, tomorrow. I'm gonna steal some. Uh, what's it called? Construction paper from a child, and <laughs> I'm gonna. 
<laughs> I'm gonna fold it and then I'm gonna put these 3D doves on them and I'm pretty stoked because um, yeah, another child gave me a template and I was like, ooh, I can use that as a template. This, and so I took the card, card apart and I'm like, ooh, I can make cards. So I'm, I'm doing it Laura Ingalls Wilder style this year because I just can't, I can't afford to do gifts. this. Well, I mean, I can make gifts and I think that that's even more special than like, that's the problem is that, so I'm in line picking up kids, right, at this um, private school and all the parents are there and there's lines of Priuses just down the street. But the parents line up and then we give this guy the information and he puts it in a computer and then they send the kids out. Anyway. I hear them talking behind me as we're in line because the school bell hasn't rung yet. And they're like, ugh, Christmas this year, am I right? And they're talking about, like, they already have everything. What do we get them? And this one mom says to a different dad, well, my friend so-and-so has it all figured out. They trained them since they were babies that they get four gifts, something to wear, something to read, something technological, and one, something food or something. So I they get that's four awesome. gifts every year. That's all they get. That's it. They get trained. And then they're sitting in line going like, yeah, I remember when I was little, I got gifts at birthdays and Christmas, and that was it. And they're like, now my kids, what do they, they have everything. They have all the stuff. They have all the things. Like, how can I give them any more? And Christmas is they just want, 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 and they want it, and they get it, and they got, and they know how Amazon works. And I'm sitting here just going like, you fucked up rich fuckbags. Here we are all in line picking up your kids from a private school, and they have every... Stop spoiling your children. You're ruining them. I will say this, though. The four gifts compared to... I think that's pretty smart because... Four gifts is great. I was spoiled. I'm a spoiled only child little brat. And... I loved Christmas because my mom, she she shelled out the stuff for me. Though mm. I did not get that play kitchen, that mm. little Tykes play kitchen I always wanted. I still want one. Um, but Easy Bake Oven is the best. I had one. Love the Easy Bake Oven. I didn't oven. like it because I sucked at it. Oh, I love that Easy Bake Oven. I used to make, <laughs> I used to make little um, cakes for all my animals for their birthdays, but I'd make like meat cakes or fish cakes, like fish cakes for the cat. And meat cakes for the dog. See, this is why that. And, this is why you bake now. Oh yeah, I was oh. I was baking. I mean, and that's not even baking. Well, that's that's a lot of sugar work because I did do all the nuts individually. So the the pecans are in a maple brown sugar crispy glaze, and then the almonds are done with more like butter and cinnamon, and then the uh, pistachios are made with uh, vanilla, like a vanilla sugar, and so those. Are the like I spent a lot of time on the nuts, and then, and then I and then it was you know just the popcorn and mixing it together and then melting the chocolate and mixing 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 with the craisins and stuff. Um, so it was just now this is the funny part is I cleaned my whole house this weekend so that I would have room to be able to do this. Like I moved a bunch of things around and I threw away so much garbage. Like I really dusted and, and I made all these really big open spaces because I knew nice. I was going to need. I mean, I made 36 bags of this stuff, 12 sober, 24 <laughs> pot bags of coal, and each one of them is as big as the one. So, I mean, it was a lot of product, and I just spent all day yesterday just, like, just doing it, just getting it done, just going, just powering through, just doing nuts. Susie ba- Homemaker. Ooh, yeah. And I, the thing is, I used to do this back in the day when I was Martha Stewart on crack with like my house. But when my kitchen in San Diego, my kitchen was so big, and I had this huge, ta- I had oh so much table space and so much like counter space and so much. I had a bar space. I had so much space. Did you have an island? 
No, because I had a bar. Okay, you had a bar. And I, nice. there was so much counter space. It was like, I had like a 360 like counter space around oh, kitchen. Nice. It was, I, it was oh, that was a great house. That was a, yeah. That's a great house to cook in. Yeah, I mean, I could make a turducken. I mean, when I was making a turducken, I could actually put all the meats out. Now it's so tough, like... But now it's not because I just cleaned my fucking house. You know what? I was, the, I was so proud of myself. It's so clean. But the good thing is, you know, when you come back from Christmas, there's nothing better to come back home to than a clean home. Oh, yeah. I, yeah this is, so this is the maybe the third or fourth time I've moved my furniture and I've lived there for 10 years. And so whenever... It feels I, brand new, doesn't it? It feels... I, I just... That. And it's so funny because now I finally... I, I've been living there for 10 years and I'm like, this is the... How did I never think of putting it together this way? Like, how did I not think of putting it together this way? Like, this is... I've been living here for 10 years and just now I go, well, if I put the bookcase in the... What? Like, I put the... Anyways, everything has changed. Yeah, it feels so and the cat is so happy he's like oh my i have all these he's like i have all these cat spaces my world is new he's like where did we move into the cat is so happy there's so much more space for the cat and he can run and jump around and yeah it's really it's like and i gave jonathan so much space like because i moved things around i i gave him another drawer and another part of the closet and another part of this bookshelf he's got a bunch of space to put clothes so i'm like also making space for him to like really sort of move into the place. Oh. Well, not that he's, I mean, just, yeah, I'm just leaving him so he doesn't feel like he he's got bags. Yeah. He doesn't have to live out of bags. Like he can put <laughs> things away, things can go in a home, and he gets to have a, but I mean, it, our sixth anniversary is coming up next week, so. Oh, I that's mean, right. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Mine yeah. is New Year's, yeah. New Year's Eve, yeah. seven years. Oof. Oh, you do. You're doing six. Six, doing seven. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I still ain't got a ring on it. No, I don't. I don't even, well, I he. I don't even. We know. I don't know how I feel. I'm starting to lean toward that way. Ew. Ew. No. Well, weddings are a great party. The the only honestly the only reason to get married is if you're gonna buy a house to get together. A divorce. No, the tax breaks. The tax breaks are fantastic if you're gonna have a house. And the beauty of once you're married and you own a house is that one of you runs a business out of the home. Like, even if it's just fucking Arbonne or some bullshit, Avon, whatever. <laughs> Not that either of those things are bullshit, but you can run a business out of your home and then you can write off the taxes on the square footage of the room. So not only do you get to write off the property taxes, but then also you can you can really... The only reason to get married is if one of you has money and one of you doesn't, and one of you doesn't want to pay taxes. If he has money and he's been paying taxes, he can pick you up as a marriage and as a dependent, and then you start a business in the home, and then you get to write off everything on taxes, and then you get to buy things and take a loss on your taxes, like new computers for the business, and even a car for the business, business. or whatever, and then that's a write-off. And then if you're together, then he doesn't, he gets money back from taxes, you see? So it's like you get... You get free shit. This is pretty okay. If you're married. So if you're if you're living together and you're both poor, there's no reason to get married. There's no tax. It's like fucking don't get married. What are you going to do? Because that divorce is going to be more expensive. Absolutely. But if you're if you're together and one of you is poor and one of the But then that person with stuff, you have to be like, "Dude, you know that when we do this, like you're basically giving me half your stuff." I mean, I didn't do that because I didn't really want to get married in the first place <laughs> but um it's it's a scary thing for somebody with money yeah 
Because that means I get a little piece of that pie. You get a big piece of that pie. You get 50% of that pie. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm worried about even be, still being single. I'm worried that I am going to owe taxes this year. I have, I already know. I have this feeling. Of course you are. Because of course you are. You're poor. Yeah, exactly. You work three jobs. and Three jobs. And they're going to W2 you for all those. They're going to say you didn't withhold enough. They're going to say that you got too much in tips. Yes. They're going to just Though guess. I'm struggling. They're just going to guess this amount. They're going to guess an amount that you got in tips. They're going to say, oh, this is obviously the amount that you got in tips. Yeah. They're just going to guess an amount and they're going to say you owe. I mean, it's really hard if... It's almost like you should save quarterly taxes. Well, right. Put it, put a stash away for the fact of like, I know I'm going to owe something. Yeah. So, then, well, yeah. I always on my W-2 have them withhold more than they should because then I always feel safe. Yeah, it's I almost think I'm like they're, they're, a little, they're a little bank account for yeah. me almost. But then that sucks because if you're really good with money, then you don't get the interest on your own money. It is better to get your money and do something with it than yeah, let I put them it away. hold it. I have a savings account. Right. So, so like, if you put it away yourself, you can at least get some interest on it. Or yeah. And I still pay back student loans. Yeah. <gasps> see, I already know. I already know that. I'm fucked. I this is my Christmas p- present to myself of honesty. I'm gonna be fucked come tax season, which is oh, coming up. Man, yeah. So I I already have this feeling. Maybe it's because you know the tax cuts. I don't know. This is the first year mm. that I'm actually things are gonna look really good. I think. Ooh, good for taxes because I got the little job, and so they're withholding taxes from that. But then there's also the business. And so I think that this year things are going to look a lot better for Mutiny Radio, which makes me really happy. That's good. Um, it takes some pressure off. I, I mean, I'm trying to be an adult. It's so hard to make sure that people to be an adult and make sure people. Yeah, pay did their you dues. pay your dues? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's. I leave little notes. Not. I'm not trying to be passive aggressive, like with my little notes and stuff. But did I'm kind of dues? passive aggressive. That's well. Yeah, you got. You have to. This shit ain't free. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish it was. This I shit. mean, if only I could have a patron of the arts and there's a room of, Virginia Woolf, a room of one's own. If someone could just come down and say, of course, mm. we'll pay the, I would love to pay the rent every month here at Mutiny Radio. Give everyone the opportunity oh. to create in the space without a financial you know, food issues holding over their heads. Yes, indeed. I love a Virginia Woolf Room of One's Own. I think it's a really interesting perspective, especially at the turn of the century when there, men were kind of taken care of in this way. When you were going to college or whatever, they fed you and things, you know, you had someone that, but the, but the women's college, they, she has a whole thing. The food isn't as good. Like she was like, how, why do we have sad pieces of, they're probably trying to keep their weight down so they could catch a I, husband. It, I, I don't. I don't know. Well, there was a thing that men's women couldn't walk on the grass and all this stuff. It was there. There were very many rules about education and who had who had the right to education and upper class women. Well, yes, and always men, but even upper class women weren't allowed the same thing that men were, and no. minorities weren't even. And the concept that we call people minorities, but they're a majority somewhere. 2040, we will be a majority. Yeah, I mean, 
coming soon. People of color, POC. P- That's what we should. Coming soon, 2040. But people of color, we're all people of color. I mean, we're white. It's just not all when you're the majority. Uh, but all the language is skewed. All the language is like the political. word racism, right? Like the word racist. Like for example, I had to reread the definition of what racism is because some people had, you know, had called other minorities racist. I'm like, hold on. Can you really be racist? You can be prejudiced. So I, I read, reread the definition, which states that basically the majority of, um, of, of a culture are the ones that can be racist because you're the majority. You have the power. You have the control. Um, prejudice, on the other hand, is something different where, yes, I can be prejudiced because, you know, I, I am not the majority, but I do have, you know, I cannot like anyone, though that's not me. Um, I, I actually, that's a lie. I'm prejudiced against really obese people. Um, no, we've talked about our sizeism issues. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. sizeism. But yeah, so d- when people call people of color racist, it, it's actually kind of not factual. <laughs> All I can think of now is people with a front butt. I'm sorry. I'm so... All I can think about is like, there was a dude who was getting on the bus with me and I was behind him and his his butt, it was so... It was so big. It was like... It was the craziest body and he was wearing sweatpants and I was behind him and I was just like... I couldn't... I was just like, whoa. It just... It was like... It was like me. It was like four of me. It was like if you took a me... I'm like 125 pounds and it was like probably three of me if you would have taken three of me and bundled us together and that and I just sat there and I was like trying not to judge and I was trying to be like and then I think how how did this happen how did you allow this to happen how you don't just wake up one day and you're 400 pounds this is like a gradual thing that takes time and like suddenly you're over 200 pounds and you're only 5'4 and you're a dude and you're like okay and then you just go what well this guy was a short guy like my size but he was like three Damn. of me so and he looked like he was over 400 pounds it's three of me in the dude but he, you wake it up it was hard day. for him to walk too oh yeah and that's why like everyone was trying to get on the bus and everyone was being like one of the guys even behind me was like starting to do the and i'm like all right we're all gonna get on the bus impatient fucks we're all gonna get on impatient. the bus it's fine. We're at 24th and Mission. We got to wait for the people to get off the bus. Then we're all going to get on the bus. There's a lot of people. And this guy is 400 pounds and he's 5'4". But the thing is like, when? Heart disease, high blood pressure, hypertension, I diabetes. To, I hate to be like a sizist, but You're killing yourself. when do you go fuck, fuck it? it. <laughs> yeah. When are you just like, you know what? I, I and, and your body can't feel good. Like, okay, I... Ate, I stayed home and binge watched um, all of the British baking shows and I baked this awesome cheese bread with um, I put a spice a, a smoked uh, gouda or howda as they pronounce it and I, I put that in and it was a tight swirl and it was gr- and it was so good and wow. I ate I basically ate an entire loaf of cheese bread that I made myself almost the entire loaf of cheese bread and I started to feel so sick and the next day I was like stodgy and like like until I like got rid of it and now don't get me wrong I love I couldn't stop eating the bread and I'm putting butter on the bread and there's the but like 
your gluttony every monster. Di- right, but every you. how many like you do that every day, bro? Like dude, after a night of drinking, I feel like shit, you know, mm. which is empty calories and that's not good for me. And that's with the same of food. Like if I eat a bunch of bad food, the next day I'm like, ooh, I'm sluggish. Yeah. I don't feel good yeah. about myself. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this again. If I start the- doing yoga at that point. If I start feeling like that, then I'm like start stretching and doing like poses. I'm like, <laughs> move my body. And like, <laughs> like trying to like su- kind of some sit-ups or something like, oh, I, like tense I, my, uh. I definitely go running or something or like, let me, you know, my, my old self would just get it out. Oh mm. yeah. Yeah. I used to but, the same yeah. But no, it, it. I. I'm. I asked the same question. Like, how do you not put on a pair of pants and realize they're tight? And you're like, oh shit, maybe there's something I should do. Like, stop eating this shit. Well, or do things in moderation. But I mean, that's just like a drug addict too. Right. I can't tell someone a heroin addict like, hey, maybe you should do that heroin in moderation. Now, here's the thing too: is that I have I have one good friend who's abnormally large, and. I've never seen him eat. That's the oh, weird he thing. The, he eats in the dark. I don't know. I've never seen him eat. Yeah, those are the closet eaters. Never, but he's huge. And I'm like, hmm. He binges alone in well, his room. Well, and that's the thing is like, when do we set up these unhealthy eating patterns and why? And one of the reasons why I cleaned my house so much this weekend is that I watched a thing on hoarders and I was like, Oh my God, am I <laughs> a hoarder? Like, Oh my God, I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarding weird little. Anyways, I'm not a hoarder, but I, cause I cleaned everything out, but we've created these diseases mm-hmm. in our culture because we have so much excess. We have 33% of our population is morbidly obese. And, then, mm. and that is because we have so much excess. There are people who have, and even in our own country, there are people with nothing. Yeah. And yet we still have not only obesity as an epidemic, but hoarding is growing. And so it's like we have the haves and the have nots. And even some people have to have so much that it's a disease. It becomes like materialism you're having becomes, to have. Yeah. Well, speaking it's of- a disease. Going back to the thing about what you're talking about with obesity, so um, 45 uh, just recently cut the healthy lunch program that Michelle Obama. I love you, Michelle. I'm sorry. Yeah. And exactly. what, do you, what do you say? Oh, school lunches taste good again. Yeah. No, yeah. no let the kids have the fries. Yeah, Let so like, their fries. there's not a sodium count anymore like oh. she had. Um, they're going back to like low fat chocolate milk, stuff like that. Oh, like. Sure. You know, so he basically uh, dialed back on Michelle Obama's, you know, healthy school lunch. Um, so now, I mean, and the thing is, that's when the child obesity rate. Yep, yep seven days ago. Here we go. He's, oh, he's yep. definitely. And he's, he's a fat fuck, back. too. Yeah, uh, here we go. Trump scrapping some Obama-era school lunch guidelines, allowing more salt and flavored milk in an attempt to make school nutrition standards easier to attain. Agricultural Secretary Sonny Perdue recently announced more flexible requirements. You know who Perdue is, right? Yeah. The chickens. The chicken guys. The final plan published Wednesday in the Federal Register goes into effect February 11th, 2019. It has brought... 
It has brought cheers and jeers from school nutritionists and watchdog groups alike. Supporters agree with Purdue that better nutrition is of no use if the students won't eat the healthier options, which is already a problem for some schools. USDA data showing the number of students eating meals at school peaked in 2010 and dropped about 8% since. In 2010, 5.2 million students ate school lunch, but by 17, mm. 2017, it was 4.8 million. Opponents of the changes argue that instead of scrapping the guidelines set in 2010, it would be better to stick with them and let children become accustomed to more nutritious foods. Most school systems had already met or were very close to meeting the sodium restriction by the deadline previously set, and many are using technology to figure out what the kids want to eat and making healthy adjustments based on feedback. Kids don't want to eat help. Oh. No, kids want to eat pizza and crap. Yeah. Opponents have called the rollback another attempt by President Donald Trump to undo gains that were made by the Obama administration. The stricter guidelines were part of the former First Lady Michelle Obama's Healthier Hunger-Free Kids Act which Congress passed in 2010. On May 1st, 2017, press release against impending changes, the headline proclaimed AG Secretary Purdue moves to make school meals great again. <laughs> Public comment on the changes were overwhelmingly in favor, with most categories seeing less than 1% opposition. Most notable changes are allowing flavored low-fat milk to children in school meal programs and participants age six and older in the special milk program for children and the child and adult care food program, requiring that only half instead of all of the weekly grains in the school lunch breakfast menu be whole grain rich, permitting wow. more white flour and other refined grains and oh, so providing funny. more time to reduce sodium levels in school meals. Purdue said these common sense flexibilities provide excellent customer service to our local school nutrition professionals while giving children the world-class food service they deserve and nuggets. Oh, just kidding. Doesn't say anything about nuggets. I just added but that. You, yeah, but you're on point. Yeah, so this basically just they just rolled back. Kids. Right. I mean, that, that's a bummer. So Whole grains? Okay, a kid doesn't know the difference between... You know who knows the difference between whole grains and white bread? The people paying for it. You you, you rich fucks keep wanting to get richer off school lunches, off children's nutrition. Getting oh, you want to use cheaper ingredients? Cheaper? Really? Oh, I'm so surprised because it's so much more difficult to find things that have less sodium. And it's so much more difficult to use whole grains. And it's so much more difficult to use organic things. Yeah, of course it is. But they're children. Why, let's give them all corn syrup. Let's just give them corn syrup. Why don't we put corn syrup in the milk? Why don't we do that? Is there corn syrup in the milk, in the chocolate milk? I don't know. Is it real sugar? It's chocolate. It's probably corn syrup, too. Let's just put corn syrup in everything because it's easier. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's easier. But you, chicken nugget manufacturing secretary of agriculture. What kind of like this. conflict of... I, he's, the, he's Purdue. Of course he's like, yeah, 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 sodium chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah so I can so, yeah. So I can provide all the chicken nuggets, all the chicken parts and goo and stuff, mm -hmm. I, I, the, the byproducts. Yeah, of course you want all the chicken byproducts. Is this I, not a conflict of interest? It is a, it is a conflict of interest. And uh, on top of that, not only does it affect their health, but it, it affects them how they're they're able to, uh, you know, basically learn in school. Your, your food as a young child means a lot of things and they need the healthy nutrition that is why michelle obama because the obesity rate for children was going up oh, before yeah. she oh, started yeah. oh yeah you know so making kids work out and stuff exactly and now this e. fat programs fuck, being taken away yeah these this fat fuck wants these kids to be other fat fucks yep. that'll be even unhealthier they're showing kids with a breakfast here this is a healthy school lunch uh there's a funnel cake 
with powdered sugar oh, on it. God. This one girl has two fruit cups, which you know are just packed with sugar and chocolate milk. Uh, the other little boy next to her has a, a whoopie pie, so uh, a chocolate cookie with um, marshmallow filling and hyper and a, a chocolate milk and a funnel cake, and that is an acceptable school lunch and or school hyper. breakfast. Just sugar. Just, just give them sugar. sugar. Just sugar. We can't just give them sugar. Children love sugar. You have to give them fruit. If they want sugar, they can eat an apple or an Natural orange. Natural sugar. Which has the fiber in it to run through their little bodies and has all the little parts that they need to live. Instead, kids aren't going to... Kids will eat whatever you put in front of them. That's what that's, that's how it works because we're adults. We're you don't let the child choose. You choose for the child. That's how they learn. That's how they learn to have a better nutrition. Um, and then on top of that, piling all that sugar and then eat the stuff that they have on that plate is heavy. So the kid is going to be tired by ten p.m. or ten a.m. Sluggish. Doesn't want to learn shit. No. Doesn't have the stamina to like want to do anything or probably even want to play at recess. Sure. They, if well, they there wanna, is re, if they they want to play on their phone. Yeah, if there is recess, that is. I mean, what? This is a form of child abuse. It again. Actually, yeah. Again. I mean, he did put kids in cages, and now he's rolling back the uh, Michelle Obama lunch program. Like, how? So they're rolling back the, the standards as, like, not serving foods with saturated fats, packed with refined carbohydrates, and, and mm. lacking in fruits or vegetables. They're like, yeah, fuck it. Purdue is like, yeah, I'm going to make yeah, some money off this. It's it's so I'm more parents need to be in an uproar about this shit. I mean, they really, really do. This is going to affect their learning process. I don't get it. This is this is the end of an editorial person. It says, as with the original requirements now under attack, it might take some time to adjust to healthier standards. But the rules are not in place for the convenience of school lunch line workers or the food industry that benefits from federal school lunch spending. They exist to help children grow in healthy ways. The government should not be shoveling junk food into poor children's plates, yes. aiding to the all-too-common slide into obesity and chronic disease among most the most vulnerable Americans. Americans. Absolutely. Which means by the, you know, if they're obese by the time they're 10 or 14, that means what, when they get older, guess who, guess who else is going to make some money and profit off this? The pharmaceutical companies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause you're probably going to have high yeah. blood pressure and you're going to need those high blood pressure pills or you get diabetes and then you're going to need your diabetes medication. It's all a setup. It is all, but it, it's just like, Really, it, it, it uh, yeah. I just everything is so wrong. Right, and then and then I just look at Puff Post and it says fourteen thousand plus kids crammed into mass detention. So it's like now we're just turning kids into prisoners too because we yeah. can make money off them. So we can make money Brown. off them at school mm-hmm. lunches. People can chicken nugget uh, makers like Purdue can benefit off children eating shitty food, and then. We can oh we can put them in jail too because we can make money off them in jail because if they're not buying things then they're not being a good enough consumer now we can just lock them up or we can just kill them if they're black I guess that's like a thing to do I don't understand that why would you want to kill little black people they're they're (laughs) consumers too they like shoes and stuff and buying things are they not good enough consumers for you America well our wonderful are they dangerous consumers our wonderful secretary of state that dumb bitch Betsy DeVos just rolled back um, 
on basically making minority s- students a little bit easier to be arrested and locked up because of there there's some initiative that they put out after the uh, Parkland shooting um, about trying to um, basically arm teachers. Oh, I heard about custodi- this. Yes, yeah. giving the teachers guns. That's yeah, such a good idea. Yeah, and some way somehow they worked out a way to um, uh, convict young children and especially this is mostly in poor um, black and brown schools for them to be easily locked up and be put away into uh, or basically be incarcerated I just can't the Trump administration is holding thousands of migrant kids in mass shelters the federal government has placed most of the 14,300 migrant children in its care in packed detention facilities. Eating Purdue nuggets. Yeah, right? <laughs> Decades after the U.S. stopped institutionalizing kids because large and crowded orphanages were causing lasting trauma, it's happening again. The federal government has placed most of the 14,300 migrant toddlers, children, and teens in its care in detention centers and residential facilities packed with hundreds of or thousands of children. As the year dawns draws to a close, some 5,400 detained migrant children in the U.S. are sleeping in shelters with more than 1,000 other children. Some 9,800 are in facilities with 100-plus total kids, according to confidential government data obtained and cross-checked by the Associated Press. That's a huge shift from just three months after President Donald Trump took office when the same federal program had just 2,720 migrant youth in its care. Most were in shelters with a few dozen kids uh, in foster programs. But some of the children may be released sooner than anticipated because this week the administration ended a portion of its strict screening policies that had slowed the placement of migrant kids with relatives in the U.S. So in two years... The population of children in detention centers for migrant youth went from 2,720 to 14,300. So 12, almost 12,000 children have been detained and are basically in jail since the beginning of this fucked up president asshole regime. That's not called jail. It's 12,000 children. 12,000 brown kids. Children. Children. So you're basically what they're now. You're breeding children. You're you're breeding a generation to be volatile. That's what you're doing, yeah. and a, a generation of children to be mentally damaged, mentally unstable, angry at the angry, government. Yeah. You know, so oh, and then some of the, these children, when they have their day in court, they don't have an adult to uh, accompany them and a lot of them do not speak English so they don't know you know they don't understand what is going on and a lot of them are I think I heard a story about they had a, a, a like a three or four year old didn't speak a lick of English obviously and did not have a, a, an adult to accompany them to uh, court and they were asking this three four year old child questions that the kid wouldn't understand it's insane to me this it's, is, un- this is, it's this unconstitutional is it's it's this is it's I mean, inhumane 12,000 so you're basically you put 12,000 extra kids in a program where you don't have room for them you know what's gonna happen fucking they're kids with not enough supervision there's gonna be rape there's gonna be fucking 
you know there's drug, there's gonna be all kinds of crazy shit's going on because they're kids. You know there's child abuse already going there's on child, in sexual molestation. It's gotta, I mean, it's, and these, these children are incarcerated? They're from escaping violence in their own countries and being separated from their parents. Now, this this it's is awful. this is not the first time this country's done that. This country's notorious for kidnapping and separating their children from their parents. It's called slavery. Uh, oh, right. uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, can you imagine how traumatic that would be? Being, but that's the same thing: being ripped away from your parents mm-hmm. and put into a facility. It's like it's very similar to slavery. Yeah. I mean, because what are these kids? I mean, I'm sure they're not educating these kids. I'm sure they don't get How school. How can they? If they have you know? 12,000 extra kids in two years, so what are these- all of a sudden that are here, that they're detaining, they don't have, where? who are the people that are, this is crazy to me. Until now, public information has been limited about the number of youths held at each facility overseen by the Office of Refugee Resettlement, even for attorneys representing the kids. But the AP obtained data showing the number of children in individual detention centers, shelters, and foster care programs for nearly every week over the past 20 months, revealing in detail the expanse of a program at the center of the Trump administration's immigration crackdown. The data shows the degree to which the government's approach to migrant youth has hardened, marking a new phase in federal program uh, originally intended to offer safe haven to vulnerable children fleeing danger across the globe. It's been taking at least twice as long, on average two months rather than one, for youth held inside the system to get out, in part because the Trump administration added more restrictive screening measures for parents and relatives who would take them in. That changed Tuesday when the administration ended a policy requiring every adult in households where migrant children will live to provide a government with fingerprints. All still must submit to background checks and the parents themselves still need to be fingerprinted. Nonetheless, officials say they could now process some children more rapidly and hope to shorten shelter stays that had dragged on for so long, kids sometimes wondered if their parents had abandoned them for good. Now, the problem with fingerprinting everyone in the home is that there are people that might be illegal and they're like, we can't be fingerprinted. They're going to come. Fine. ICE is going to come. So like trying to get your kids back can get other people incarcerated, which is insane. Um, It's a pain we will never get through, said Cecilio Ramirez. Castaneda, a Salvadorian whose 12 year old son Omar was taken from him when they apprehended when they were apprehended in June under the administration's zero tolerance policy which led to nearly 3,000 children being separated from their families Omar feared his father had given up on him during the five months he spent in a southwest key shelter in Brownsville, Texas with dozens of kids Ramirez was reunited with Omar last month only to learn that his son had been hospitalized for depression and medicated for unclear reasons and suffered from a broken arm while in government custody. It's a system that causes irreparable damage, he said. My son says they would tell him that because he he wasn't from here, he had no rights. You're not a person. You're not a person. We're basically saying you're not a person. We're dehumanizing people again. We're saying you're a slave. We're saying you're not a person. We're saying you're not even a piece of property. You're a piece of property. You belong to the government. Now you belong to no one. You're not a person. You have no rights. You're not a human. This is so fucked up. This is so fucked up. And they're doing this to kids. They're kids. His 12-year-old son comes out with a broken arm. Comes out from government custody with a broken arm. Seriously? I'm... 
Like, how do we fight this shit? This is all just stuff that's happening that we're just supposed to go like. But the, but we need to call and thank we got, him. But you know what? We should thank him because thank our you. tax break. Thank you for the extra $12 I might get this year on my taxes. Thank you so much. <laughs> As a poor person, that $12 means a lot to me because in San Francisco, I can get a motherfucking burrito for lunch. Christ. <laughs> like, seriously. I know. So, so children have to be in jail now so that I can be a white person with all of my rights and privileges? Is that what's happening? We just have to, we have to enslave people in order to keep whatever is American-American? This is like... But even as a white person, you're not a, you yourself are not a rich white person. So I, I don't think... I, I, I feel wealthy, though, because this is a great country, and I do live here, and there are a lot of great, wonderful services, and it's awesome. But... I feel like everybody could have that stability and that care and that feeling that they are living and, and, and creating safe. and safe and all that should be everyone should get that opportunity and I don't understand why we've decided well some people aren't worth it some people aren't good enough or they're from a, they're a different color the wrong color or whatever that's that shouldn't it shouldn't be like that I thought this was America well it's only it's only America for for if you have enough money or if you can buy an iPhone or something. I mean, what is it what does it mean to be an American anymore? White. <laughs> Experts say the deep anxiety and distrust children suffer when they're institutionalized away from loved ones can cause long-lasting mental and physical health problems. It's dangerous for all, but worse for younger children whose stay more than a few days and those who are in larger facilities with less personal care this is not a perplexing scientific puzzle this is a moral disaster said jack shankoff who heads harvard university's center on develop on the developing child there has to be some way to communicate in unequivocal terms that we are inflicting punishments on innocent children that will have lifelong consequences no matter how a person feels about immigration policy very few people hate children and yet we are passively allowing bad things to happen to them children jesus christ you guys we're supposed to be investing in this in the future not mentally damaging them yeah well but they're immigrants so we don't care because they're not people i guess that's but that's what that's what our president is saying is that some people are better than other people and if you're from another country you're not good enough even though our country was built on immigration He's saying that you can't come here. We're going to build a wall. Oh, he's not getting the money for but that. But the thing is like... He's not getting the money for that wall. It's blatant racism and it's hurting. There are 12,000... There are 14,300, but 12,000 new children since his administration took office that are in custody? And in and what kind of facility? We don't have room for them? I'm just... I'm incensed that we're passively allowing this to happen that we're you passively allowing slavery this is why they got rid of orphanage orphanages like well they still have them they're, they're they call them foster care which can be damaging group homes, yeah, group yeah. Homes. that that can be damaging enough but orphanages this is why they closed them down because there was so much abuse so much uh mental Please, illness sir, can i have some more yeah <laughs> so much corruption as well that they got rid of orphanages but now glorious food (laughs) um it's a hard knock life yeah for for us us. yeah yeah um but i mean this is this is what this country is doing to not just brown and black kids but y'all white kids going to get it too because now they want to put guns on teachers Mm. so how's that so how's that going to work I mean, yes, you could you could become coming from an affluent uh, neighborhood and still go to public school, 
Because that's where most of the school shootings happen anyway. And I, I can see... I send my kid to public school. I can see now that someone having an accident and one of the students gets killed. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. You know, yeah. we were just talking about school lunches. We're talking about these 12,000 migrant kids. And now we're talking about like, oh, by the way, to stop a shooter, we'll just arm everybody in the school. But... God forbid there be an accident. Or what? The 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 teacher has a gun in their desk. What kid isn't gonna fucking find that gun? Like they're totally gonna figure out a way to break into the thing. Kids are smart and stupid at the same time. Let's bring guns to school. That sounds like a great. But only for if you bring guns to school, someone's gonna use a gun. If there are no guns, no one will use a gun. How about that? If there are no guns, no one will use a gun. Have you heard? Then we'll use knives. How many stories have you heard? (laughs) before like where a student brings a gun from home that they found and shows brings it to school shows their friends and then someone ends up getting shot well or the story of the the guy who left his gun in the car and the three-year-old oh, the shoots three-year-old. the mom yes it's the, like, the mom was pregnant too right it's, uh, yeah, yeah. They, it's happened a couple of times that hey if you have a gun in the car and you have a kid and the kid sees you use a gun chances are your kid's going to want to use a gun too it's just like a remote they understand how a remote works babies swipe left and right now they just see it they know it they got it and uh, uh, yeah. guns same thing adolescents and teenagers are triggered anyway <laughs> because of being adolescent. Right. You know, absolutely. And so, what do you think? It's just going to make it easier for that adolescent yeah. to be like, well, fuck this. I, I'm i tired of getting harassed or bullied, or I hate, my, I I hate, hate myself. myself. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I may not have a gun at home, but I sure have one at school. Yeah, I know where to get one. Yeah. I, that's the thing is, as a child, I'd have no idea how to get, get a gun, but if you bring them into schools, now I know exactly where to get a gun. It's at school. It's at school. <laughs> uh, administration officials said increased need has driven them to expand the number of beds available for migrant children from 6,500 last fall to 16,000 today. We're paying for this too. Mark Weber, a spokesman for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, which oversees ORR, said sheltering children in large facilities, while not preferable, is a better alternative than holding them for long periods at border patrol stations ill-suited to care for them. This is an amazing program with incredibly dedicated people who are working to take care of these kids, he said. There are a large number of children and it's a difficult situation, and we're just working hard to make sure they're taken care of and placed responsibly. Weber confirmed a number of specific shelter populations from the data the AP can obtained. To further verify the data, reporters contacted more than a dozen individual facilities that contract with ORR to house migrant children. Reports also cross-referenced population numbers previously collected by AP and its partners. The kids in government care range in age from toddlers to 17. The vast majority cross the border without their parents, escaping violence and corruption in Central America. But some were separated from their families at the border earlier this year. The care they receive varies greatly in the opaque network, which has encompassed 150 different programs over the last 20 months in 17 states. Some children live with foster families and are treated to Broadway shows, while others sleep (laughs) in canvas tents exposed to the elements amid the Texas desert. Wow. A dozen. And by the way, the people that do support this who are fucking sick in the fucking head... You know, we're paying for this. This yeah. is this is our tax money. This is where it's going. I mean, if that if the, if the, if you don't care about the kids and you're more care, you know, caring and compassionate about your pocketbook, 
this is where your money is going. This is where the money is going. There are dozens of interviews and data analysis AP found. As of December 17th, some 9,800 children were in facilities facilities housing more than 100 kids. 5,405 of those were in three facilities with more than 1,000 youths, two in Texas and one in Florida. Texas has the most growth over the last 20 months in number of kids under ORR custody. In April 2017, there were 1,368 migrant children in facilities or foster care in Texas. As of December 17th, the number was about 8,700. It went from 1,368 to 8,700. That's from April to December. So in (coughs) seven months, seven months, it went up 400%. Because Texas hates brown people. Texas hates them. Why, Texas? Why? Why? Are you, are you, what job are you having? What job is being taken away from you? Because they stole Texas from brown people. Right. It was theirs to start with. (laughs) And now, New York had the second highest number of children, 1,653, up from 210. 210 to 1,653. That's pitiful. Cayuga centers grew from about 40 kids to close to 900. All are in foster homes. The five largest providers in order are Austin, Texas-based Southwest Key, San Antonio-based BCFS Health and Human Services, Comprehension Health Services, Inc., based in Cape Canaveral, Florida, Cayuga Center in Auburn, New York, and Chicago-based Heartland Alliance. Uh, Together, they have about 11,600 children. The majority of them. Or more than 80% of the 14,314 migrant youth in ORR custody as of December 17th. The states with children in care are Arizona, California, Connecticut, Florida, Illinois, Kansas, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Texas, Virginia, and Washington State. states. Kids continue to enter the system through dozens of care providers and have been sued or disciplined before for mistreating children in their care. Now litigation is piling up as attorneys fight to get migrant children released. You know, they keep talking about this gang MS-13 and all that, you know, which is a real gang, but it's also a scare tactic to scare people about immigration. What they're doing now is breeding volatile kids that can, you know, once they become a little bit older, they could start having volatile behavior because their their circumstances are so dysfunctional because of what we are doing. Yeah, absolutely. America being the parent. I, okay, so that's the crazy thing. We're talking about April until December. Okay, April to December. That's not a very long time. And to have that many children, like... That's... Uh, like, these ki- these kids are not going to have a Christmas. Oh, no. There's no Christmas for them. Yeah. But, 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 you know, the Republican Party always likes to talk and defend the children. Like, oh, what about the kids, you know? Or porn is bad for children. Well, porn and this is, is bad a, for children. Well, I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. But... They they talk you know isn't it don't you find it ironic that it's it's the hypocrisy that they love guns but they're so moral 
like suppose this is morality for them right this is you know we want to they're they're you know they want to keep the family unit together families. but you're yeah. tearing families, families apart, apart. Yeah. Or, or and, you know, but I don't know. I think the that this abortion, is, you know, <laughs> I think that this is I think that the children thing is just a byproduct of really fucking with the parents right now. Like, that's the the problem is, is. that we've been we've the ice and all that stuff has gone after the parents. And so the it's children have been left punished. behind and the children are being punished. Yeah. And I mean, that's 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 setting. I want to see if this is. If this is that the is. or if this is Oh, I just ruined everything. I knew that was no, gonna happen. It, it's okay. I just can't I need see. to get a stand. I just can't see who this is. That's it would nobody. say I just I'm afraid it's gonna be sweet Gale. And usually it says Steve Pogey if it's Steve Pogey. I'm so blind now. It's I just can't even let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gail. I, I'm sorry. I gotta go. I knew it would be Gail. I knew it would be Gail. I was just hoping it would be Steve Pogey. I was just hoping that old dumb face would give us a call. But he's so busy. He works so hard now, so... It's okay. Steve. Miss you, Steve. Oh, oh that was loud. That sounded like a guitar. So, what are you doing, what are you doing for uh, Christmas next week? Uh... I am actually inviting some people over. I was going to invite you, but you are going down south, which is going to be great. At least you're going out of town. That's something I wish I would have done. Um, but we're, we're driving, though. It's going to be a bummer. Well, I mean, at least you'll still be able, be able to get out of the city. That'll be That's nice. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to be cooking. Nothing, nothing eventful. I gotta, I'm going to get a Christmas tree tomorrow. I'm Ooh. going to go do all the you know uh grocery shopping tomorrow because i want to avoid sunday because sure. everybody and their mama who are staying in the town is going to be there and i'll do a little bit of christmas shopping i'm not looking forward to it i think this is going to be a lame christmas compared to last year last wow. year was a blast but i guess you got to have one of those years to be a sucky christmas well I'm not, i shouldn't say it's sucky i'm being negative but you know, next year I'm gonna do it big. I'm going to go someplace, probably back to England. Yeah, we're we're going down south because some of Jonathan's family has um, a little dementia and is starting to um, come unglued a little bit. So it's best to spend time with the people before they. That's healthy. Yeah, you know. Um, but I'm yeah. like, yeah, I don't hang, I'm gonna hang out. It's gonna be fun. Last year they gave me the. They, because no, I mean they didn't know me very well, but they gave me the Gucci Mane um, biography, and I, it was so funny. I didn't even know who that guy was, but now I do. Oh, it must be good. It was great. It was yeah. good. It was good. It was a really interesting autobiography that obviously he didn't really write. Yeah. He had a, he had a lot of help. Gucci Mane, brr. Gucci Mane. Yeah. Uh, it was, but it was really interesting to learn about the Atlanta rap scene. I didn't I didn't know about that night. That's very interesting. His parents would give you that book. Yeah, well it was this it was the brother or the, oh, the, the brother. sister. It's, it's so confusing. I don't know who anybody is. I I mean you, you I, should know learn. This year. I should learn. You I should gotta learn. learn I gotta learn this year. I know. You're bringing them coal. I'm bringing them coal. You're bringing them yes. coal. It's gonna be it it should be a lot of fun. I mean I'll get to spend time with Jonathan so that's always good. What about New Year's? I am it's a Monday, so I'm going to do joke workshop and then 
uh, there's going to be a show here from 10 to midnight that Mike Spiegelman's putting together. I'm going to be on it early because I got to get home. I'm actually babysitting on New Year's Day from 10 a.m. until the following day. I'm going to oh, the parents do are night over. The night yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing in San Francisco. Um, all the all the amateurs go out on New Year's Eve, and all the people bridge and tunnel people come in and puke on their shoes and all that bullshit. But I'm working the bar. The that next night. day is the day. That's when you New go Year's out. Day is when brass tacks happens and everybody goes and dance, 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 and it's like no one knows where it's going to be. You've got to get the text and then the other text. I've tried to get it before and I couldn't find it, but like everyone finds it and I want to go one and it's yeah. you dance, 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 and so every year I babysit so that parents can go have fun and do whatever they want to do, do on drugs. that day and yeah, but I'll just want to take care of the kids. This year's going to be really fun. I'm with a group of I think five or six kids because all their parents are friends, and I'm going to bring my little house cookbook because I've gotten one of the little girls up oh, I've gotten one of my little girls um, into little house on the prairie and I freaking love those books and she's get she's eight and she started reading them. she's like this is so good I'm like I know <laughs> so I let her borrow um, little house in the big woods and then I'm gonna get her I told showed her in the library I'm like here's where those books are little house on the prairie and beyond you know all of the Laura Ingle love Laura Ingalls Wilder love her I love it but I'm gonna bring them my cookbook and we're gonna like make some stuff the way they did in the old timey days so I'm so into old timey stuff I love looking at old pictures of San Francisco like there's all these pictures from Bernal Heights from you know turn of the century and I just I love all that shit I love I'm still, seeing pictures of the mission from 1800s I like to uh, I, I'm still I was thinking about the um, the hooker price of back back in the day oh yeah, yeah. 10 cents the 10 cents 10 cents 25 cents yeah, yeah maiden lane yeah maiden lane I was thinking about that when you were just describing I don't know why my you were talking about old timey things and Laura Inger and hookers. I went back I went to prostitution and yeah, nickels and dimes sure. <laughs> But don't go all nickel and diamond me. I can't believe this year's like over. over? Yeah. This is crazy. this is what happens when you get older. <laughs> and I I appreciate my parents telling me you'll you'll understand once you get older how this time as a child, this is your precious moment. These precious moments. So yeah. Thanks, mom and dad, I guess. But yeah, this year's over. It's gonna be twenty twenty nineteen. That's weird. Huh. Yeah, 2019, it's a hard year to conceptualize. Ugh. But I, I, I actually, I, this year was just, uh, I have nothing, nothing exciting to say. It was still better than 2016, that's for sure. But 20, this, what happened in 2017? Just 2018, 2016 was bad. 2018 was bad. 2017 was fine. I don't. Even, I barely even remember 2017. 2017 was just one of those other years where it's just like, uh, like uh, nothing. Like nothing exciting. I I don't like for the past couple years. I'm just like, okay. I don't 20, even really 20, I think, what was going. I think 2016 was just the year that I'm like, this year's bad. This is just shit. But 2017 and 2018 are the years where it's just like, well, I guess this is life for right now. I don't even remember 2017, really. You don't? Barely. I mean, I'm trying to remember specific things from not this year, but last year. Uh, you you went to the dermatology <laughs> thing did, in 2017. Did I? I do recall that. 
I, I can't. I just isn't that funny? I can't. I we, I can't remember. We were anything. on the Alticast. Yeah, we did. We're doing that. I mean, yeah, I guess I was doing Fantastics every Friday. Yeah. I, I just I can't remember. Uh, let's see. Uh, 2017. I can't believe that 2018 is almost over. That is so crazy. It's this, it just went. Phew. Yeah, it went by quick. Maybe maybe the universe is sparing us because maybe we will get a 2019 present of the administration going down in flames. Wouldn't it be fun? I you know I'd get some or marshmallows. Like I want I'd something tragic to happen them. to one of these people. Yeah, yeah. I want I mean, to roast marshmallows by the bonfire of their demise. <laughs> like, yeah. Some s'mores. Yeah, some s'mores. Some s'mores. I think N- napalm. I think this is why you can't remember 2017 because it was just one of those like uh, I guess we're gonna suffer through this, and then it was just it just went by. I guess I just can't even remember. Like I can't even remember things from like the early '90s and and remember certain things about a year that I liked, or even in the 2000s I can remember things like you know I knew 2004 sucked, 2005 sucked, 2007 sucked. I can't remember. I just can't remember anything anymore. Maybe it's because I'm just living in the moment. I don't know. This but do you do you remember like if you had a good year or like or something that was really monumental? Like, do you have a favorite year? I have a favorite year. I have a favorite year, a couple of years. No, I don't. I don't know. I just try not to judge the years, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I just have so much trouble, like... Remember things I don't I don't know I don't remember any bad things or any good things I just don't even things are fine I guess I don't know. <laughs> I guess I could go listen to some old AltaCasts and see like <laughs> what was going on <laughs> like it's pretty it's a pretty good demarcation of like how life oh is I know going. in 2017 um uh, the ABC thing the ABC thing oh that's right oh God. That's, that's right. That yeah, was, that the alcohol but, come into it. But this fun. year, that lawyer did you some justice. That was earlier this year, so that's the start of a good year. Yeah, wow. That was uh, Francis J. Shaheda shouts out, <gasps> oh. fists in the air, buddy, our buddy. Uh, if you and or JohnStraussLaw.com, if you guys need lawyers. Got a couple lawyer buddies who've helped us out here at Mutiny Radio, so go check them out. Francis J. Shaheda. If you have any personal injury things, he's the man. But he also did my he also did my uh, ABC case, so thank you. And that was the that was the best of worst scenarios. I did get to do ten minutes in front of the DA, so <laughs> But like in the context of me on stage, not like in the courtroom stage. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, maybe maybe 2019. It's 2019's an odd year. I have this thing about odd years, odd numbers. I don't like them. I like my even numbers, but even number numbers haven't been doing me justice within the past four to five years. I've noticed my good years have started to happen in odd years. Like I guess 2013, I moved here. <coughs> I moved out of Chicago. I guess I can be kind of positive. And I don't know, 
2015 I started to get my San Francisco life together and meet people two years later and then everything from 2016 on I'm just like Ugh. maybe this is what happens when you get older I don't know the perspective yeah I looked I tried to look up 2018 news and review and all I got is like stuff about money and and stupid it didn't I wanted to be like tell me the highlights what are the highlights here in review oh it's cause I 2018 highlights yeah oh there was a lot of shootings well are those highlights or lowlights those would be highlights they call I'll put highlights and lowlights and it says uh, we'll see what they come come out with Oh, you know what? You know what was good about 2018? I will find there's something positive. We started to catch crazy white people on camera doing stupid racist shit, like that barbecue Becky bitch, oh. and and that lady at the ballpark that was denying that little girl to sell water, and and the uh, the white dude that refused uh, uh, the lady and her son to go to the pool. White people started getting fired from jobs. So that was a good <laughs> for being racist. So that that's that's a positive spin on it. I'm gonna make sure I film everything when shit goes down like that. Knock on wood. Hopefully, I don't have to deal with that. That that that's a highlight. No, I I can't believe that I'm putting this in and there's it's, nothing nothing's really coming out. It's already December. They usually start putting shit out like this. Yeah, already. I want to know like year. Type in year in review or something. There we go. Maybe that'll work. I don't know. Oh, I, you you are using Yahoo, not Google. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I just can't hear. I Hi, there it is. Highlights. A year in review. Oh no, this is 2018. So they haven't. I guess they, no one's put it out yet. This is 2018. Or no, from 2017. Okay. Expedia. Oh. Uh, what's Expedia? Dot com. Expedia's year in review. Uh, and this is dumb. This, uh, and it's all about travel. I can't. I don't, oh, because it's Expedia.com. It's a travel. I, want. I just want the highlights of the year. Like, I just don't I just, know what happened this year. What happened this year? The Parkland shooting. That happened. Uh, let's see. Um, kids in cages. We already talked about that. Okay, that here we go. 2018 News Year interview. Finally. From USA Jesus Today. Jesus Christ. That was hard. Thanks, Al- Yahoo. Alabama, Jeff Sessions, the Russian investigation and high-profile White House departures. Alaska, massive quake turns disaster into learning experience. Arizona, you're telling me that my assault doesn't matter. Contentious Kavanaugh hearings. Arkansas, viral photos show brothers saying goodbye too soon. California wildfires devastate the Golden State. There you State. go. See, that happened last month. Yeah, Colorado, most inhumane and vicious crime. No parole for dad who kills pregnant wife and two kids. That's sad. Connecticut, teacher fired for running student fight club. A former substitute <laughs> teacher in a Connecticut high school was fired and faces charges after a police discovered he was running a fight club inside of his math class. Ryan Fish, 23, encouraged high school students 23? in Montville to physically battle as students recorded the fights and cheered. Police became involved when a social worker reported a 15-year-old student was traumatized after being robbed and beaten by his classmates. Fish was fired from his position at the school and faced felony and misdemeanor charges associated with child endangerment. 
Those charges will be dropped if Fish completes the state's accelerated rehabilitation program. Are you a judge ruled serious? in October. I Matt, love it. Matt. I love it. Math Fight Club. Matt, Matt. Delaware, virtual reality lets chemo patients ditch sterile hospitals for tranquil woods. Florida, they witnessed a mass shooting at school. Then they marched for their lives. Georgia, Brian Kemp wins. Stacey so- Abrams sues. While many... While many Americans were asking who to vote for on election date, claims of voter suppression left some Georgians asking whether their votes would be counted fairly. In a close race, Democrat Stacey Abrams vied to become the nation's first black woman governor, while Republican Brian Kemp sought to maintain his party's control of the office. Kemp won, but both sides claimed foul play by the other. Abrams accused Kemp of trying to suppress Democratic votes, and the Secretary of State by removing voters from the from the rolls. Kemp's office said it was investigating Democrats for what it called fails attempt to hack the registration system. And the fight isn't over. Nope. An Abrams-backed group recently filed a federal lawsuit asking mm-hmm. a judge to order fixes to what it claims are deep-seated problems within the state's election system. Yep. Hawaii, false alarm, ballistic missiles alert. Oh, that uh, rattles Hawaii. I remember when we talked about that. Idaho inspiring photo shows Idaho boys' simple patriotic gesture. Ain't they must be bored that. there. Illinois. He was stopping a gunman at a bar. He was shot yeah. by police anyway. Jamel Robertson was doing his job when a suburban Chicago police officer fatally shot him. The 26-year-old armed guard who was black had detained a suspect gunman at the bar where he worked and was waiting for police help when an officer who was white opened fire on him police say the officer ordered robertson to drop his gun witnesses say they shouted that robertson was a security guard robertson's death prompted cries for justice from civil rights advocates and a federal lawsuit filed by his mother against okay the still unnamed police officer and Myodithian, where the officer is from. And his death was just one at the hands of police in 2018. Okay, there's something I have to do say about Illinois. This is a sad story that just happened. They still haven't identified the police officer's name for some fucking reason. But on another happier note that happened in Chicago, because this happened outside of Chicago in the suburb. Um, There was finally a police officer uh, that killed Laquan McDonald that happened about four years ago he was fight he was acquitted or no excuse me, he was indicted and uh charged with second degree murder he was a police officer oh, good finally so we got a little, a little justice, justice. This. yeah so i wish they would have mentioned that as well but you yeah know, for chicago it's, U- it's usa today They're yeah indiana aftershocks from larry nassar upend usa gymnastics he's a pedophile iowa Molly Tibbetts went missing. Her story gripped a nation. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Kansas. Army officers adopting Korean daughter forced to leave U.S. (gasps) Army officers adopted Korean daughter forced to leave U.S.? A South Korean-born teenager who was adopted by her aunt and uncle in Kansas will soon be forced out of the country. What? Now retired Army Lieutenant Colonel Patrick Schreiber and his wife, Soo Jin, delayed a formal adoption of their Dr. Haibin in large part because Schreiber, a 27-year-old Army veteran, was deployed in Afghanistan, where he served as an intelligence officer. Following poor legal advice, his parents formally adopted their daughter a year too late when she was 17, one year after the cutoff 
for foreign-born child to derive citizenship from an American, according to immigration law. In September, a federal judge said the girl must leave the country immediately <sighs> after she graduates from Kansas University. The family said their daughter, if their daughter is deported, they will move to South Korea. Damn. That, see, break the, yeah, you, family values. Family values. Kentucky, it is such a shock to die in shooting in Kroger grocery store. White supremacy. Minutes after trying to break into a predominantly black church, a shooter gunned down two black shoppers at a mm-hmm. Kroger grocery store in Jefferson Town in October. The suspect, mm-hmm. Gregory Bush, was charged with federal hate crimes and reportedly told another man who shot at him in the store's parking lot, we don't, kill don't shoot me, I won't shoot you, whites don't shoot whites. Mm-hmm. The community mourned the deaths of Vicki Lee Jones, 67, and Maurice E. Stollard, 69, who was shopping with his grandson, his grandson at the, top of the time of the shooting. Saw him, his grandfather get murdered. Louisiana mothers keep dying in childbirth. The simple solution is ignored. More than 50,000 American women are severely injured during childbirth each year. About 700 die. Why? Medical workers skip safety practices known to head off disaster. And the deadliest state for pregnant women and new mothers is Louisiana, according to a USA Today investigation. Deadly deliveries. There were 58.1 deaths for every 100,000 births in the Pelican State from 2012 to 2016. Half of these deaths could be prevented best estimates say and half the injuries reduced prevented with better care through our investigation usa today contacted 75 hospitals in 13 states to ask if they followed certain nationally recognized safety practices half wouldn't answer wow maine smoked lobsters restaurant tries marijuana to ease (laughs) crustacean pain At Charlatan's Legendary Lobster Pound, your lobster might get smoked before it gets steamed. The restaurants in South Harbor experimented with using marijuana to ease a lobster's pain before the the steaming process. Owner Charlotte Gill said she tried it with a lobster named Roscoe, placing him in a covered box with two inches of water as marijuana smoke was pumped inside. Gill said Roscoe was more calm following his smoke out. PETA is not convinced, though. There's a well-established foolproof way to prevent crustaceans from suffering, though. And that's not by eating them. Okay, fuck you, PETA. <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to eat my lobster. I'm so sorry. Funny. It's so Fucking, funny. I can't stand PETA We're going to smoke out the lobster. I love it. What This is this is the biggest news story in Maine. In Maine. Really, Maine? That's the biggest news story you know we get for 2018? Some. Actually, I got a news story for Maine. They got rid of that racist, bigoted governor, LePage, and they voted someone else in. So okay. other than that lobster story, that was weak. Maryland. It was like a war zone, but they still put out a damn paper. Oh, the, the, the shooting was like a war zone. Five newspaper employees were killed when a government, a gunman with a grudge, opened fire on the Capital Gazette in Indianapolis. The victims, assistant editor and columnist Rob Heisen, special publications editor Wendy Winters, writer John McNamara, editorial page editor Gerald Fishman, and sales assistant Rebecca Smith, Jared Ramis, now charged with five murder counts had sued the paper over a 2011 article about his guilty plea for harassment and unleashed vitriol on social media against the paper and its staff for years but the tragedy didn't stop capital gazette journalists from doing their jobs after their colleagues had been killed and putting out a damn paper the next day 
in December, they, along with murdered Saudi Arabian writer Jamal Khashoggi and other journalists, were named as the Time Magazine's 2018 Persons of the Year. That's really sad. That That's really sad. Uh, Massachusetts, hidden dangers lurk from aging pipes. All right. Michigan, Aretha Franklin. America says goodbye to a queen. And and they uh they uh, have a uh, recreational marijuana that just passed. Sweet, Minnesota, Washington welcomes a younger, more diverse Congress. Oh yeah, that's that's good news. Mississippi searching for answers. Sad. The FBI reopens the Emmett Till case after six decades. Oh, that's good. 63 years have passed since Emmett Till's gruesome murder, but the FBI announced in July it was reopening investigation into the black teen's historic death after receiving new information. Till was visiting relatives in Money in 1955 when a white woman, Carol Bryant Dorham, accused him of sexual harassment. Till's body, beaten and shot, was found three days later, igniting a national debate about race and violence. Today, his family is still searching for the truth. We want the process to work. And we want justice to prevail for Emmett. Deborah Watts, Till's cousin, told USA Today. This just was, can't be forgotten. He supposedly whistled. But come to find out a couple years later, they found out she was lying. That's horrible. And then what they did to that little, that boy. That's tragic. Yeah. And all the guys are dead, by the way. They got off. So So who, who do you... Who do you hold justice? Who do you like? Who? Yeah, I mean, it's if everyone's too late. dead. If this happened 63 years ago, Missouri duck boat tragedy: 17 oh, people yeah. die, including nine from the same family. That's Montana border patrol agents question women for speaking Spanish. Know about that one? Nebraska, please forgive me. First ever fentanyl executions in Nebraska. The first person ever executed in the U.S. using fentanyl had three last words for his witnesses. I love you. Carrie Dean Moore died August 14th from a fatal mixture, including the drug. The first such execution in the United States and Nebraska's first lethal injection of any kind. Oh, my God. Moore, 60, had faced death after killing two cab drivers in the summer of 1979. Death penalty opponents feared that the mixture with fentanyl an opiate more potent than heroin could have inflicted severe pain had the substances not worked as planned. In the last statement, Moore apologized to his brother, a witness to the first murder. Please forgive me, Don, somehow. Oh, so maybe we should kill people with fit and all. I guess, yeah. Nevada, Dennis Hoff, dead, bombastic legal brothel owner, <laughs> elected to Nevada's stupid. state assembly. Oh. Nevada voters elected a legal pimp. Yes, who had dead. died several weeks prior <laughs> in a state assembly race. Wow. Oh, by the way, and you know who he was up against? He was up against a school teacher. She got 31% of the vote and he got the And he was this. dead. He was dead. So what can he... That's uh, so funny. New Hampshire, mystery lotto winner can stay anonymous. Wow. Jersey, you got better stories than that bullshit. New Jersey, Jersey Shore is back in a year of reboots that's dumb new mexico <laughs> search for missing child leads to grizzly new mexico compound oh where the bodies are Ooh, new york trump foundation to fold under pressure from state that happened yesterday did president donald trump turn his trump foundation into political tool allegations significant or sufficiently support a claim that mr trump intentionally used foundation assets for his private interests knowing that it may not be in the foundation's best interest. New York Supreme Court mm-hmm. Judge mm-hmm. Salon Scarpoli said in a ruling 
last month that cleared the way for a civil lawsuit against the Trump Foundation. The investigation led New York Attorney General Barbara Underwood to allege Trump used the foundation as little more than a checkbook to promote his businesses and presidential campaign. The lawsuit spurred an investigation of the organizers' tax practices by the State Department and the Trump Foundation agreed to dissolve in December. Add to the alleged tax evasion and outright fraud by the Trump family, as reported by the New York Times in October. The Times investigation sparked a separate separate state inquiry into Trump. Look at those evil (coughs) crackers. I mean, they (laughs) sure look pretty. Are the kids wearing makeup? North Carolina flooding from Hurricane Florence ravages North Carolina. North Dakota Miss America pageant enrolled, embroiled in controversy. Ohio. They did this quickly, coldly, calmly, and very carefully. One family alleged, allegedly massacred another in Ohio custody case. Yeah, that's a really fucked up in story. In November, Ohio authorities charged six family members in connection with one of the state's most heinous crimes, a massacre that left eight members of another family yeah. dead in four different locations. Authorities allege a child custody dispute motivated members of the Wagner family to murder the Roden family members in April 2016, leaving some experts stunned that a custody case could lead to such a crime. Mm. They did this quickly, coldly, calmly, and very carefully, but not carefully enough, Pike County Sheriff. Charles S. Reeder said of the charges, four Wagner family members have pled not guilty to murder charges, while two other family members face related charges. So, so much for that custody battle, because who's going to get the kid now? Everybody's dead. Stupid. Oklahoma Sooners quarterback wins the Heisman, then apologizes for homophobic tweets. That's bullshit. This is, I don't like that story for a reason. Oregon protesters who tried to occupy ICE were arrested as immigration backlash continued. Pennsylvania, the Nazis are here again. Eleven worshippers gunned down at the Tree of Life synagogue. More white supremacy. Rhode Island Mexican restaurant takes heat for anti-Trump 86 45 t-shirts. A Mexican restaurant in Westerly got some backlash for selling t-shirts says it advocated impeaching President Donald Trump. The church, which read 8645, were worn by restaurant staffers on election day. This was just one showing, uh, that was just one showing of how a man not on the ballot, Trump, was actually a big factor in this year's midterms. Trump didn't shy away from making the November 6th election, uh, election a referendum on him, holding huge rallies in a string of red and swing states, and telling crowds that vote for the local Senate or House candidate was vote for me. Midterms are often judgment about the sitting president, but never in modern times did one campaign so hard to make sure it was. I know Randy wants it again. He's like, call me up right now. Tell me how good I'm doing. You love me, right? You, you love, love me. me. Daddy, you love me. me. Don't you love me, Daddy? Daddy, Daddy, you don't love me. 8645. I like that. South, I want a shirt. Yeah, I want a shirt too. South Carolina deadly prison riot serves as rallying cry for reform. You South think? Da- yeah, South Dakota journalist coverage of the opioid crisis turns personal. Tennessee, 50 years since King's death, gone but never forgotten. These are the top stories in each state. Texas, U.S. troops at Mexico border migrant caravans. The year in immigration. A large caravan of thousands of Central American migrants brought immigration front and center. 
The Trump administration's vigorously pursued options to restrict or block outright immigrant um, ability to enter the country, including denying asylum. President Donald Trump also ordered thousands of active duty troops to the U.S.-Mexico border. Over the summer, Trump enacted and then backtracked on uh, ill-fated zero-tolerance policies that led more than 2,500 family separations along the border. At the time, the eyes of the world were focused on the small city of McAllen, a town with Border Patrol's busiest station for apprehending and detaining migrants suspected of entering the country illegally. In 2018, the USA Today Network also won a Pulitzer Prize for its project, The Wall, a landmark multi-platform project that examines Trump campaign promise to build a wall at the U.S.-Mexico border. And they kept kids in cages. And they kept Shit. kids in cages. We just talked about Also, that. that was the other thing that sucked is that Trump said, hey, hey, people in the army or whatever, mm-hmm. reserves, go watch the borders. When California was on fucking fire. Yes. Okay, so we've so got we're prisoners. There we we've go. got prisoners fighting our fires. And we've got people... Who are dying. Who are dying. And we've got trained people in the military he wouldn't, he at the border he, instead of stopping the fires? In North and we, South. No, we have fire. Our, our California is on fire. And he did not want of, to send any troops. He, yeah, did not he want, put him at the border. To stand the there and waste the time. Because he, there was the whole uh, scary caravan people were coming. Yeah, can they, can they fight the fires? Look, it's, it's someone who's going to fight the fucking fire. The fires are out now, thank God. But, but who's going to fight the but, fires? But over, this is like the worst. I mean, well, yeah, well, like what? Over like 200 people died? That's a stuff. lot. And the houses and the stuff. And this is in rural California. Ugh. Utah, U.S. Olympians to train in Utah before meddling in Pyongyang, Vermont. <laughs> I don't know. Vermont legalizes... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang. Oh, is that what? Pyeongchang, where, where, South Korea. There's the snow borders. Where, where did that happen? Pyeongchang. Where? U- Utah. And what is it again? Pyeongchang, <laughs> South Korea. Vermont legalizes marijuana. There are now 10 states with legal pot. In 2018, Vermont became the ninth state to legalize recreational marijuana and the first to do so through its state legislator. Later in the year, Michigan became the 10th. Marijuana has become big business in other states that have legalized it, generating an estimated $1.6 billion in tax revenue. But Vermont has taken a different approach. The state will continue to ban marijuana sales to the general public. And the law leaves open a murky question about marijuana gifting. In Massachusetts, which legalized marijuana in 2016, the state opened its first commercial pot shops in November. Yay, pot. Virginia. Amazon chooses Virginia and New York for two new headquarters. Yeah. Washington. The year people decided plastic straws suck. West Virginia, there's no incentive to stay except this is home. West Virginia teachers strike. Wisconsin left shell shocked by Trump's trade wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, this Harley, is Dav- yeah, Harley Davidson. Few states fell into the crossfires of President Donald Trump's trade wars more than Wisconsin. It's been catastrophic. Ron Palmer, CEO of Wisconsin-based boat manufacturing manufacturer, said in October, retaliatory tariffs from China, Europe, and Canada, Mexico came in response to Trump's tariffs on foreign steel and aluminum. 
those trade barriers affected everything from manufacturing to farming, including the state's iconic dairy industry. Wholesale cheese and butter prices slumped in the summer as farmers faced an oversupply of milk and tensions with Wisconsin's top two trading partners, Canada and Mexico. House Speaker Paul Ryan urged fellow Wisconsinites to be patient with the tariffs. Meanwhile, hundreds of dairy farms closed across the state, about 430 by September. Can I, can I, they're supposed to be the cheese people. Okay, so Paul Ryan, speaking of that piece of shit, so you know who he's giving visas to, who he wants to like make sure that their immigration status is Canadians? Irish. Oh, that's He's letting the Irish in. Really? But, interesting. But he is the same guy that won't let brown people in. He's a piece of shit. I'm glad he's leaving. Fuck you. Wyoming. Matthew Shepard's ashes find a home. 20 years after Matthew Shepard's death, his ashes found a home at the Washington National Cathedral. Shepard has become an international symbol of violence. LGBTQ people in America face after his death in 1998 when two men savagely beat him and tied him to a fence near Laramie. In their confessions, the assailants said they are targeted Shepard because he was gay. Since Shepard's death, same-sex marriages were legalized, as well as the ability of transgender Americans to serve in the military, et cetera, et cetera. District of Columbia. Caps claim the cup for the district. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Come on, D.C. That's 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 it? That's all you got, D.C.? Especially with everything that's going on? So that's the year in review from each state. There you go. Come on, Maine. Really stoned lobsters? Yeah, right. I know, right? <laughs> like, seriously. U.S. U.S. Today. U.S. Uh, I can't even say. U.S. Today. That was weak. USA Today. Yeah, you suck. That was terrible. Yeah. That was like the the remedial version of the year in review. Oh, and Washington, D.C. They won a Stanley Cup. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, sports. That's sports where, doesn't count. That's where our government is. There was a bunch of shit going on in Washington, D.C. People getting indicted. Oh, this people is People going to jail. This is Fox News year interview, right? Oh, God. Oh, God. Unsung heroes of 2018. First responders, kids, and a NASCAR driver who went above and beyond. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> really? Joe Behar, Joyless 2018, the view star, most over the top anti Trumpiness of the year. This is funny. <laughs> most over the top anti Trumpiness of the year. Wow. This is pathetic. It's very funny. ABC News, the view co host Joy Behar, has regained some cultural currency during the Trump administration with her constant commentary aimed at the president and members of his inner circle. Let's take a look back at some of her most bombastic anti-Trump moments of 2018. Let's see if we agree with her. Oh, you do. I watch her all the time. Uh, Behar thinks Trump would start a nuclear war just to keep his stupid sons out of jail. The View co-host didn't waste any time ringing in 2018 with explosive rhetoric implying that early January that Trump could start a war over sending his son to prison. She said Trump needs to be medicated and hospitalized or he's just going to kill all of us before taking it a step further. My feeling is that probably they're getting closer to him in the Mueller investigation, and that's what this is about, she said. A lot of it. He'll blow up the whole world so that his stupid sons don't have to go to jail. I I agree with her. I'm like, sure, that's anti-Trump. 
Behar comes under fire after questioning Christian faith. Behar yeah. lampooned Vice President Mike Pence's Christian faith like in February, say saying that hearing from Jesus is actually called mental illness. <laughs> Comment upset Christian media watchdogs and even Disney investors. Behar eventually apologized after the Media Research Center launching a campaign to hold ABC News accountable for spewing anti-Christian bigotry. <laughs> I sincerely apologize for what I said, Behar said. The View co-host Joe Behar suggested that outgoing Senator Orrin Hatch should be locked up. I There's agree. this penchant for Nazis now. Behar... Behar went after CPAC in February, claiming the conservative conference's participants have a penchant for Nazis. The C CPAC group invited this woman from France whose grandfather was a Holocaust okay. denier and a total fascist and a Nazi, Behar said. There's this penchant for Nazis now among conservatives in Charlottesville and the Neos, and there are good guys on both sides, and now Marie Le Pen. I mean, I'm a. I, I she's a comedian too, so she's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, Behar said Kim Jong Un, Putin have more sanity than Trump. Behar causes an uproar on the View in April when she said <laughs> President Hunt, President Trump, I almost call him President Cunt, is more <laughs> hostile than North Korean dictator Kim Jong Un or Russian President Vladimir Putin. We've gotten to this point in the world now where they have to rely on the sanity of Kim Jong-un and Putin over the President of the United States, Behar said when discussing tweets sent by Trump that threatened military action against Syria. That's where we're at, Behar said. Do you think Kim Jong-un is less moral than Trump? She, I like her sometimes. She's I like vicious. her too. She's, she's She's getting in there. I love what she said about Mike Pence, though. Yeah, absolutely. White men are protecting probably guilty Brett Kavanaugh. Behar said in September that mm -hmm. then-Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh was probably guilty for unconfirmed decades-old sexual assault and allegations that slammed old white men in the Senate Judiciary Committee. These white men, old, by the way, are not protecting women, Behar said of congressional Republicans who stand by Kavanaugh. They're protecting a man who's probably guilty. Kavanaugh was confirmed and is now a Supreme Court justice. Behar says the first lady was in Slovenia doing nothing before coming to America. <laughs> During a September appearance on CNN, Behar mocked the first lady, Melania Trump, saying, okay, she was a model and now she's first lady. I mean, come on. <laughs> she's now enjoying the fruits of the American country, Behar said before commenting on the first lady's parents. They're enjoying chain migration, which a lot of people in this country country unfortunately are not enjoying because of her husband who wants to stop it why wouldn't she go along with it you know she was in slovenia doing nothing <laughs> i don't know what she was doing there it's the last one i'll read behar calls trump a psycho and an anarchist <laughs> behar's october appearance on cnbc's the beat resulted in headlines when abc news star admitted she used she used to be friends with trump but now considers him a psycho and an anarchist <laughs> Who knew he was such a psycho? I liked the guy in a way, Behar said. It's like, okay, he's a New York character. And now, you know, we know the beast. We knew him. The New Yorkers are hip to the rest of the country, but we didn't know him the way we do now. She explained that some people, including herself, thought Trump would get better in office, and now she thinks he's worse than expected. I think he's worse, the 76-year-old complained. I thought he was also a secret Democrat, but now he shows us he's not. He's not a Republican or a Democrat. He's an anarchist, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Oh, 
I, last one. Okay. Behar slams women who support Trump. Behar mocked female Trump supporters in November saying, Good. they don't know the difference between predator and protector. She added, because as far as I can tell, he is the only one grabbing women by the you know what. <laughs> yeah. There it is. I love me some Joy Behar. I love her too. That's why I watch The View. Believe it. It's yeah. It's wow. a catty lady show, Hell but I like yeah. I like watching it because of her. And sometimes Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, well, Whoopi Goldberg. Now here's something that interesting. One of the comedians in the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019 was on what? The View. That's right. Roya Sanford is coming from L.A. and she was on The View doing comedy. As a ten year old, funny and so funny, so funny. And at ten, she did jokes in front of Whoopi Goldberg. She sends me a submission tape, and in it, Whoopi Goldberg is laughing at her jokes. I'm like, holy crap! She's gonna be at the festival. I'm so if she was funny at ten, imagine how hilarious she's gonna be now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, shit. she's like sixteen now, so the youngest person yeah, ever but, for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. But being a teenager is funny as fuck anyway. I can't wait to hear her material because her other stuff I've seen um, and she was on when she was four years old she debuted on some Steve Harvey little oh. little show like about kids being cute or something. So oh I know I know what show you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. she's like sag after all the way. She's she's definitely I, I can't believe she applied to the Comedy Festival. I'm over the moon. It's very exciting. She's going to be hilarious. She's going to be hilarious. She was on The View. She was on The Fucking View. Six Degrees of Whoopi Goldberg. There it is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whoopi Goldberg. She's coolest. With or or without eyebrows. Yeah. She doesn't have eyebrows. I I don't know why she doesn't have eyebrows. That's her her shtick. That's That's her thing. thing. Yeah. All right. I couldn't shave my shit. Well, I did at one point in time. That was a long time ago. I'm not going to go into that. Tattoo your eyebrows on. (laughs) I, I, one of the beauties of getting so old is that um, my ocular degeneration is so advanced that I can't see my eyebrows to pluck them anymore so I just assume everything's okay <laughs> like I just don't even know I don't care anymore I can't see them so I'm like I, I'm constantly beer goggling myself like it's, it's a constant beer goggle of me going like I look fine now as I get older I'm like I just can't see the wrinkles anymore because I literally can't see (laughs) I can't see or you can just look at the pictures of your former like classmates and feel a little bit better about yourself right yeah (laughs) yeah well no actually everybody everybody who stayed in Danville is still like stick thin and because they all have you know Danville was a special place. Jonathan delivers weed to Danville now quite a bit with his new job, his oh, legal really? his legal weed job. And uh, it's so funny because he's like, yeah, I drove out to Danville again, which is funny because I used to I used to live there. And when I now when I go through there, it's like it feels like Disneyland, like everything's so clean and everything's so nice. And I wonder if he's delivering friends to your former classmates. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Wouldn't that be funny that if he accidentally be. the accidental weed delivery? Yeah. Thank you so much, Latoya. I'm so glad thank that you're you, back. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Have a really great, um, happy Christmas Happy time. Christmas. And, and happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. I'm going to be celebrating Kwanzaa. That's one thing. I'm, I Hell haven't celebrated yeah. in a long time. So we're going to get our Ujima and Kuji Jakalia on. Hell yeah. yeah. I don't know what she just said. <laughs> um, but we're the, we're the Alta cast. And we're here every Wednesday, although not next Wednesday. Not next Wednesday. Because I'm coming back. She's going to go be a good girlfriend. I am. I'm going to be a good girlfriend. 
And I'm going to be domestic in the kitchen. There we go. Yay. Get it done. Stay We're- tuned. Up at 2 o'clock, we have some Call Me Tim with Gaula Finman. I will never mispronounce her name again. She is also part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. She's going to be hosting a show about birth order. Uh, I think she comes from a family of seven kids or something like that. And wow. she's in the middle. So it's very exciting. Uh, and we'll see you guys in the new year. Uh, yes. Bye. In the new year. Two, bye, 2018. Bye, 2018. You're, you're kind of boring. And uh, we'll see you in 2019 on the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. Hopefully bye. you'll be in handcuffs. of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi. 
Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes. Every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. And Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God. There's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> 
Listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco 